Hey, you're listening to the Jazz Notes podcast. This is James Stratton. I am currently in my office right now. Um, I am in between meetings right now for work. I decided to knock this out real quick. I am also cleaning up my office a bit and realize I have a whole bunch of CDs. So I'm actually burning them all right now. Um, so if you hear a lot of fan noises, whatnot, because they're burning all the CDs, because I'm trying to go all digital now and probably get rid of all of them. So I decided to do another podcast. I sent out a message before my last podcast, right when I was going down, saying, uh, if you have any last questions, let me know. So again, as I said, I'm not that familiar with Instagram or how it works or whatnot. So I was looking through it during the podcast last time. I'm like, well, no one has questions. And so I wrapped it up and... Uh, went upstairs, whatnot, and I started going through my messages and like, oh, there's, there's a whole bunch of messages in here. So, sorry, I I didn't mean to leave you out. I know a lot of people responded right away, too. So I'm just gonna go through some of the questions that was asked, and go from there. Um, first question was, what should the Jazz do in the off season? Um. Well, it depends when the off season is, and it depends what we did in the playoffs. If we if we end up closing out the season right now and not doing anything else as far as basketball wise goes, the the biggest thing we could do is as an organization is address the the Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert situation, and um, it it all depends on if if that thing is truly an issue or is it just hey some some people just don't get along but they're professionals and they can get along on the court off the court as needed um to me maybe there was an issue i think there was probably an issue before the all-star game in my opinion just watching the games and um and then um also after the all-star game all of that just seems some issues go on so i don't know what happened um it started especially after that 19 and 2 run that we made in late december early january and then uh it it seemed that some sort of mojo was kicked off and having to figure out what happened so it all depends on that and i'll get into that relationship question later because that was asked of course because that was a big news story um what should the jazz do in off season so again if if we just end the season for this COVID 19 stuff and just not um pursue a nba playoffs which i think would be ridiculous to do i i just don't see how people can just do hard work for 60 games and then and not even try to come back and salvage the season. I, w- I would try to salvage the season, start next season late. Um, maybe even dumb down the games, especially if we're trying to do that European-style league game that uh, there are some talks about a little bit ago. And with all that said, uh, let's say there is no relationship issues. Um, I'd say try to move Conley. Um, not even if he does 
warm up whatnot well we don't know now but try to move him we probably can't he's too rich um he didn't perform well enough next season to justify anyone grabbing him um we don't we will not have a high enough draft pick to be able to put that in the deal um the rate of return would be not as great as well um i don't know as far as um free agents coming up this season so let me hurry up and google that because i uh NBA um, well, there's one CD done um, so yeah it's all it's all about who is gonna be free agents uh, it might it might just end up saying hey we're just gonna roll with um, Mike Conley and if we decide to try to get rid of him we have to see uh, as far as the free agency goes um, but I don't think there's anyone that's a gritty CD. Let's not put that one in my computer. Um, sorry. All right. So, uh, as far as point guards that are coming out, um, Goran Dragic is, is pretty, pretty much the top point guard who's going to be a free agent. Um, I don't know too much about the stats on him. I don't see him leaving the heat though. Um, and he's also going to be what, 34 or something, 35, uh, once free agency hits, um, retaining Clarkson would be huge. It would be really huge to retain him. He's the next on the list. Then you have, uh, Reggie Jackson who had, who had a big, uh, a big upswing, I think, uh, when he went to De or Detroit, but um, he never seemed to grasp anything. So he's now with the Clippers. Um, honestly, that's probably the best situation. Retaining, we need to retain Jordan Clarkson for sure. He's a big help on our on our bench. Um, other roster changes should we do? Um, we need another backup big uh, behind Gobert and Bogdanovich. Tony Bradley's not doing it. You know, we need another good backup big. Um, Jeff Green didn't really work out. Uh, Ed Davis didn't really work out. So we're kind of stuck with that. So I don't know as far as power forward go coming in. I know there was some talk about us wanting to push for Montrez Harrell. I don't know if we'll get him. And I don't think he'd come in in a backup role as well. Derek Favors is also an unrestricted free agent. Um, he didn't really... I don't know if he's really fitting in the Pelican system. It does, doesn't seem like it. So we might be able to bring him back. Uh, that would be really good, mainly with him knowing the system and him being a Jazz favorite. Uh, Dario Sarek, um, Phoenix... Um, he's more of a stretch for, we need, we need, I think we need a really good, uh, rebounder and Derek Favors is our man. So, um, Jordan Clarkson may be trying to move Conley for up and coming point guard. Uh, I doubt that will happen though. So, um, maybe try to get a push for Derek Favors and, and retaining Clarkson and, and starting over. And then that gets us into, uh, the jazz future. Um, 
Jazz Future, I said it on the last podcast a little bit. This was their season, I believe. Next season is going to be a little bit harder for us. Um, unless, of course, um, Anthony Davis goes somewhere else. Um, but I, I doubt he's going to go somewhere else. Um, you're looking at the Pelicans being healthy all season and they were up and coming at the end of the season. Um, and then you just, of course, have your Warriors who's going to come back strong after most of the people were injured. Then you have the Clippers. You have, uh, I, I don't know what the Thunder will do with Chris Paul this offseason. I doubt we'll get, uh, that'd be a good trade-off, maybe Conley for Paul. Um, but I doubt that's going to happen with us without us giving away our, our draft pick, which I think right now we'll be sitting at the number 24 slot. Um, maybe that would be a good trade. I doubt it, though. I doubt the Thunder would go for that, especially seeing how Chris Paul is mainly the main reason why they're even the fifth seed right now, which is shocking to everybody. No one expected them anywhere near the playoffs. Um, so the Jazz future... Um, next season, unless Conley just catches it, I mean, that's the big thing is Conley, uh, we can have an extremely good backcourt if we end up, uh, have to do some future trades, which is the next question. And I'll get into that for a sec, then that, that'll really hurt us. So it all depends on, uh, this, this off season. And then one after that is going to be pretty big because there's no way we're not going to resign. Donovan Mitchell for the max. We're, we're prepared for that. The Jazz was pretty smart about uh, controlling their money enough to be able to offer Donovan Mitchell the max contract next year. So let's get into Rudy Gobert's and Donovan Mitchell's relationship. Um, as I stated before, I think I saw a glimpse of something. I don't know what it was at the time, and I still don't know what it is, but assumptions. Maybe there was something locker room wise, maybe practice practice court wise that something happened between Mitchell and Gobert, maybe, who knows. But there was something just off with the chemistry with the Utah Jazz. So um but again that was before the All Star break. There's that was all before the Oklahoma City Thunder game. Uh maybe that was just the the final straw that broke the camel's back in the relationship as far as getting it out there um people are quarantined in their houses all day so things get out maybe uh out of frustration or out of hey this is a rumor and let's push this because there's nothing else to report today and you, you know even if it's not true let's say gobert and mitchell have a great relationship right now and we don't really know it and the only thing that was like a, a trouble in the waters was this covid thing um you could still spread the rumor. People are going to grab on it, especially with no, um, no other sports things to, to really talk about, except for golf. That's come back a bit. Who watches golf? Uh, if anyone watches golf, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I don't watch golf, but so you're looking at all that and, and I, I really, I really don't know. I mean, um, if there is an issue, then, I think we can try to fix it at the lowest level, but we know sometimes that won't, that doesn't happen. I mean, you look at Ben Simmons and you look at, uh, Joel Embiid and apparently they have a rift and they just don't play well together. Uh, if one's on the bench, uh, they do great. If they both play together, maybe that's an issue. 
but we have to and now I have to kind of go on back into jazz games uh, when we started losing um, especially that Raptors game as I said where Gobert lost the game for us that might have soured things too um, but I I am very hesitant to believe what um, especially Woj has to say because um, he does like to hate on the jazz but um, who knows um, but I I don't know uh, they're gonna say hey you know we did have issues but we're gonna put it aside sometimes things aren't put up aside you know especially if COVID-19 wasn't the big issue that you know because Donovan was never sick uh, but he did you know was more worried about his family so let's go into future possible trades <coughs> Sorry. So, future possible trades. Uh, let's say there is an issue. Um, I don't see the Jazz getting rid of Mitchell. Um, I think right now uh, we are way too hard set on um, Donovan Mitchell right now. I think he's the fan favorite for sure, even though um, Gobert is, I think, our defensive glue. Um, so I don't see us trading Mitchell. I honestly don't. If there is an issue, I think we would trade Gobert, which would be hard, very hard. Um, we could get some pretty good, um, return from him, but I, I don't want either. You know, Gobert works in our system. I believe he's getting better and better at offense every single year. Um, so I wouldn't want to give him up, uh, possible trades, Though, um, honestly, I, I don't see really many trades going on. Um, the only trade I can see is the one that I read about uh, the Warriors trading Draymond Green, which the Jazz fans wouldn't want anyways, so that's not going to happen. And and their first-round pick, which could be 1-3, to three, which would be a pretty good return, you know, but this draft class is kind of weaker. So... Who knows? Maybe that it won't be that great of a return. Um, other things we can see is um, maybe expiring contract. You know, uh, I'm not saying this is going to happen because it's not going to happen. But Anthony Davis, maybe trading, you sign and trade Anthony Davis. They get Gobert, but uh, I don't think we have enough money for him and to keep Mitchell. So that's that's not a good one. Um, we would want a good center. Um, I don't honestly the the only sign of trade that would make sense is to sign and trade or not sign and trade but only sent one that would make sense for us to do without you know and staying in contention is maybe a 76ers trade trade straight up and beat for Gobert it solves the issue with uh you know I don't like Embiid I rather have Gobert uh, it solves it solves the relationship issues on both sides, so that might be able to be a good and fair trade. Maybe the Jazz give a second round pick in the future to the uh, 76ers. Maybe, um, maybe swapping the first round pick because I think the 76ers would have a lower one. Maybe that would be fair enough, but who knows? Um, but that was that would kind of make sense. The Conley and Paul trade I talked about. I don't think the Thunder would do that for us at all unless we sweeten the pot. So, what do we have next? We have um, Donovan's career. So, um, didn't hear. Let's go back and 
you know, back in time when he was drafted. I never heard of Donovan Mitchell until we drafted him. Um, I usually don't follow college sports that well, unless it's Utah State Aggies basketball. That's the only one I really follow. Um, but other than that, I never heard of him. Uh, kind of watched some Tate on Louisville, and I was like, man, this this guy could be pretty good. Um, thought of that of Trey Burke, too, when I was uh, looking at him. Like, he could be pretty good. But there was just this, I can't explain it, just this, different feeling I had about Mitchell just watching his highlights. I'm like, this, this kid actually could be really special. And, um, sure enough, summer league comes, comes around and yeah, he's, he's really special. I, you know, I, I even wanted to buy his Jersey right away, you know, before, um, the summer league, but his jerseys weren't out yet because the jazz don't usually put out rookie jerseys, uh, very early. Um, but they got his jersey out pretty fast, <laughs> if I remember that right. Um, but I, I remember I wanted his jersey pretty pretty bad when before the summer league started. And yeah, he, he didn't disappoint. Um, and then, of course, we know his first year where he, he won Rookie of the Year, but didn't win it. Um, but his career, it all depends. It all depends. Um, it some people's ego can get in the way like right now if if the ego is um on donovan mitchell's fault so we don't know it could be rudy gobert's it could be donovan mitchell's or it just can be an overall lack of communication um some people's egos can ruin their career i mean look at um look at darren williams i mean i'm not saying that he and I'm not saying that he's the one who actually did go and force out Jerry Salone because all the post-interview aspects of it. I, I don't know if that really happened. I know he was a good factor for it, but you know sometimes the ego can get in your head so much that you don't see things. He was trading the Nets, and he was it was pretty much non-existent after I think after his first year with the or after. Yeah, after the trades with the Nets, yeah, I don't think he was pretty much a factor anymore. I mean, there's always this push, who's the best point guard? Is it CP3 or is it Darren Williams? And Darren Williams was always beating CP3 at everything. So the answer was Darren Williams, of course. Then he goes to the Nets and it just it falls apart. So, you know, sometimes people's ego can get in the way where it hurts them in the long run. I mean, you look at Shaq and Anthony Hardway, uh, uh, Hardway and... Uh, um, how they could have had a pretty good good thing going over there, but Shaq wanted to be in Hollywood. He wanted to make movies. He wanted to make more money. His ego got in the way. He went to Lakers, um, and then things worked out. They drafted Kobe Bryant, took him from the Charlotte Hornets, and um, things started happening with them, and then the ego between those two guys started becoming prevalent. They could have won a few more championships together. But because that happened, Shaq went to Miami, and then the Lakers kind of went on the downhill for a little bit before winning their next championship. And then, so it all depends on Donovan's ego. I I don't see it. I th he has a pretty good head on his shoulders, so I don't really see it overall too much being an effect in in the career aspect side of it. Um, but is he MVP type player? Um. I don't know. Uh, I, I, he he can be first to NBA, I believe, but MVP is is 
you know, it's pretty tall order. Uh, it could happen. Um, I think that's maybe a tops what could happen. I can see him being like a finals MVP. But as far as the league MVP, it would be pretty, that'd be a pretty tall order for him to fill. Um, but I mean, anything's possible. His, we all know that his work and determination is, is very, very strong. And that's one of the things that the Jazz fans love about him is their overall commitment to the game. Um, I know he loves Utah. Um, so again, those next rumors, I can just stop talking about it really. It's just only to get New York Knicks fans hopeful before they find out that there's no way they can get them. Uh, Mike Conley winning horse. What do I think about it? Well, um, he cheated. <laughs> he was the only one indoors. Um, at the very end, uh, Zach Levine. Why does he say like Levine? Uh, yeah, he uh, he he was uh, starting to rain, I believe, and so he had his hoodie up and everything, and um, yeah. So, but no, uh, yeah, he's clutch. I said that in the last podcast. I think it was right after he won it or right before he won it. I think it was right before he won it together because I remember going upstairs and I think I watched it after. Um, he's very clutch. Um, he's really good. Uh, hopefully he found some balance going on with him internally and maybe that can translate on the court. Um, but yeah, there are some pretty good you know, trick shots that were in there. I was kind of disappointed overall seeing most of them, um, especially just constantly doing the wrong hand shot. I mean, that's great and all, but it's kind of boring to see after a while. You kind of want it entertaining. I mean, just look at the uh, Pistol Pete one that he won. He was pretty creative on a lot of his shots. Um, best guy off the bench besides Clarkson. Um, that's kind of tough. I mean, you have to talk about certain categories. So is, are we counting Ingles off the bench? If that's the case, yes. Are we not? Because sometimes he comes in and that's the case, no. So it's all depends. Is, is O'Neal on the bench? Then it's O'Neal. Um, so let's, let's discard, let's just discard, uh, uh, Joe Ingles and we'll discard Royce O'Neal. Um, I say the next best bench player and it's fairly tough is Emmanuel Moutier because he doesn't really see the court a lot, but when he does come on the court, he's our, he's our, uh, Dante Exum, but he has more control, if that makes sense. Like, Don, the thing I didn't like about Exum the most is that he was just, it seemed like he was so out of control, uh, mainly because of his slender build. Um, uh, is a little bit more bulker, if that makes sense. And, um, he knows his weaknesses and he's definitely improved on them. Like his three point weakness, he knew that was a big issue. And so he practiced and he's getting a lot better than the previous years. So, um, but the one that plays the most, I would say, uh, Tony Bradley. I mean, the dude's only 22. Um, and he has shown vast improvements since game one. I mean, you just, well, not game one. I don't think he played game one, but, uh, you know, when he started coming in, um, he just fast, he, he seems a lot calmer. Um, he seems more controlled. He, he's just a offensive rebound beast, honestly, uh, two per game really for the minutes that he plays. What's his average minutes? Um, I'm looking at it right now, 10 minutes per game. And he gets two, two offensive rebounds per game. So 
Yeah, I, I'm very impressed with Tony Bradley, how he's doing. At first, it was very frustrating. Then I had to think in the back of my mind that dude is young, and he's just going to get there. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I'd say it's probably Emmanuel Moutier. I would say it's the next one if we're not counting uh, Royce O'Neal or Joe Ingles or Mike Conley if they're coming off the bench. All right, the last question. Man, this went longer than I thought. I thought it was only going to be like a 10-minute one. Uh, I talked too much, right? Um, the not, next one is uh, the who is the – I scribbled this really bad. Who is the bench player with most potential? Oh, man, uh, I heard, I've heard i been seeing a lot of Rajon Tucker uh, type things. I don't think so. Um, I still think it's Tony Bradley because Rajon Tucker and Bradley are the same age. Um, uh, the only other one I can think of is, uh, I don't want to really say Niang because he's, he's 26. Uh, I want to look at the younger guys. So Tony Bradley or Moutier, I mean, they have the, the best upstart, whatnot or most potential to get better. But I say overall it would probably be Tony Bradley as the I mean I you look at Rudy Gobert, I mean 5 years ago he was irrelevant, right? 5 years ago he was 22. So think about that. Um honestly anybody who sticks with the Jazz system it sticks with commitment on working hard unlike uh what's his face who got traded for Donovan Mitchell. Um as long as you work hard, as long as you are committed as long as you listen to what coach Snyder, uh, Snyder has to say uh, you succeed I mean he is a very good developmental coach from what we see I mean you look at Rudy Gobert look especially after he came in um, you look at Mitchell you know was able to get to pretty much a superstar level after his first year as the number 13 pick I believe man I'm I am. My head is hurting right now. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say. But yeah. So, not not, not much was expected from uh, from Donovan Mitchell coming in. We all knew it. I mean, the only ones who knew that something might might be becoming of him are the ones just watching him. I mean, he didn't win the dang rookie of the year, even though he should have. Um, so, as long as Anybody on the bench really sticks with Quinn Snyder, um, sticks with uh, the developmental of uh, of the older players um, as far as Mike Conley or uh, some of the older jazz players that I know that come in, like Mark Eaton comes in to help out with rebounding drills, whatnot. He really helped out Derek Favors and whatnot. Yeah, I, I anybody can, but I think my biggest one is... Uh, Tony Bradley and I am talking way too much. All right, so I'm going to continue to upload these CDs. I have a meeting coming up here pretty soon, and I hope you all have a good time. Stay safe, uh, stay sane. Trying to find some old jazz games. I recommend the 2007 Western Conference semifinals against the Golden State Warriors, and uh, I was there live. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, I was also there for the game four of the conference finals against the Spurs. Didn't love that because we lost and ended up losing the next game, which kicked us out. But yeah, I recommend that game. I hope you have a great day and yeah, take a look.